The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, you know, once a month we dial up our good friend Grant Fedorik from Leading Edge Physiotherapy for a segment on being fit after 40. And today we want to talk about separated and dislocated shoulders and just saying those words make me cringe because I've separated my shoulder so many, so many times and the pain is unreal. My dad has a history of dislocating his shoulders. Grant Fedora checks in this afternoon. Hey, Grant. Hey, Jay Lynn. How are you? Um, I'm good. How's, how's your August been? You know, it's been, uh, we finally got some beautiful weather and uh, it makes, <laughs> makes, the, makes the city and the province so beautiful to be outside and I can't complain. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's complain about sore shoulders because I'm already <laughs> getting texts about them. Um, yep. Okay. So a separated shoulder, um, I've also heard, is it subluxation? Is that the right word? Or when it kind of, kind of pops out and then pops back in, is that what a separated shoulder would be? No, see, this is why I love talking about the two, because there's a real ah. difference between a separated shoulder and a dislocated shoulder. And they're two different joints, if you can believe it, in the shoulder mm. that, that are affected by this, by a problem. And so essentially what you're talking about, subluxation versus dislocation, that's the amount that something um, comes ah. out of its joint. So if you sublux it, it doesn't totally come out of joint. You can, so, so the... So the example I would give is, or, or the way to clarify this for people is this. You have a joint in your shoulder that's called the glenohumeral joint. And what that is, is where your humerus, the long bone of your, of your upper arm, goes in, into the socket of the shoulder blade. So that's your ball and socket joint of the shoulder. And essentially when that comes out all the way, it's a dislocated shoulder. So if that ball comes out of the socket, it's a dislocation. Now, if it just comes out a little bit and it kind of that what people will say came out, went back in again, that yeah. would be what we call a subluxation. That's the same joint, just a different amount of how much uh, of how far apart the joint came and the damage that's done. And then with and a that, separated, hey, yeah. sorry, Jalen. I was going to say, so that's different than a separated shoulder. Wild. Totally. A separated shoulder is another joint. Uh, and that's wow. actually, if you kind of put your hand along the front of your, your collarbone and follow your collarbone from your sternum or from your chest bone toward the outside, and you can feel it kind of a little indentation there. And that's okay. where your, your collarbone meets something called the acromion. And this is called your acromioclavicular joint or your AC joint. Now, when that one is injured and you do damage to those ligaments, you'll see a step deformity. It'll almost look like somebody's created a stair there. And when that is damaged, we call that a separated shoulder. So two totally different joints, <sighs> two totally different injuries, two totally different recoveries. Oh, okay. So with then, okay, let's start with this, this, the separation. Um, sure. how, how do those typically happen? 
So separated co- shoulders are quite common to occur in contact sports or falls. Okay. And so essentially hockey is a very common one, uh, football as well. When somebody's checked shoulder first into the board and it uh-huh. causes a displacement of that acromion, usually downward, that's what causes that separation. Or you can imagine falling off a bike sideways uh, going over the yeah. handlebars would be another one. A slip and fall sideways. Uh, football impact when you try to make a tackle. Shoulder goes forward into somebody and they catch just on that tip of the shoulder. And that can cause a tear in those ligaments and a separation of that shoulder. So that's the most common way to injure that joint. Okay. And so and then you talk about that that bump, that step, that, that, that step... Uh, it looks like a step over the injury site and there's going to be probably a lot of swelling and bruising as well right yeah and typically somebody who's done this you'll see them uh even hockey players uh or a football player you'll see a person as soon as this injury commonly what they do is they put their hand underneath their elbow and they're kind of holding it that's a telltale sign of a separated shoulder can sometimes also be a, a fractured collar, collarbone, like when somebody breaks their collarbone. But typically, they they grab their elbow and they kind of support it. That's what's going to give them some relief. You see them coming off their field, and you can pretty much say, "Uh-oh, we've got either a separated separated shoulder here or a collarbone fracture." And so next time you see a hockey player grab their <laughs> elbow like that, you can pretty much be certain it's it's something to do with that joint. So, Grant, how is that fixed? Yeah, so so this is as an injury uh, that people have, even even really severe ones, even the most severe, very very, it's cosmetic uh, in the long run. If you see that step deformity, typically what we do is a combination of some some immobilization for a short period of time because it's so painful at the very beginning. So movement around that shoulder is going to be really painful. Um, reaching across your body, like to reach to your other shoulder. That's going to be the real. That's going to be quite, quite painful. So we we avoid certain mo- movements and allow that tissue to heal as much as possible. We want scar tissue in this example. So a lot of times people say scar tissue is bad. Well, scar tissue is a necessity of healing. We really need it. And in this area, we want that to kind of scar up and create some stable stability around that joint for us. And so rest in that initial period is somewhat important um, and avoiding anything that puts direct stress on it. Typically the first two or three weeks, these have a really nice recovery in the long run if they're treated properly and we can get the person through that injury phase, that inflammation and swelling phase into the subacute phase and start doing range of motion and strengthening. Then in the long run, these are, as I said, mostly cosmetic. You'll always know you separated your shoulder when you mm-hmm. had a severe one because you'll always look in the mirror and see that little bump. Um, but essentially, in the long run, people can get back to normal activity, full range of motion and strength. And it, the, the kind of time frames about six to ten weeks in that window. Oh, wow. Okay. And my, and my question on that front was, and we talk about uh, when these normally happen, like contact sports or falls. Mm-hmm. So is there anything really that you could do to, um, you know, maybe offset that? So we talk about strengthening joints and building muscle and that sort of stuff. But it sounds like in this case, it's just if you get if you get hit, if you have fall, it's just kind of a, a fluke in the way that you land and that's what happens. Like if, uh, if you've yeah. built up your delt and, and, your, and, your, and your pec muscles and all of that, would that... Uh, you know help at all 
No, unfortunately, the uh, I mean, being strong helps, of course. But yeah. no matter how no matter how it, it, where it really helps is in a recovery process. The stronger a person is, the easier it is to come back from an injury like this. But unfortunately, no matter how large you are, so the biggest football player out there, when he goes down on the point of his shoulder, <laughs> no matter how strong and stable he is, no matter how fit he is. Unfortunately, the laws of um, of mechanics are going to take over, and enough stress on that ligament is going to cause it to rupture. So it depends on the amount of trauma that you take. Um, obviously, the stronger you are, the more resilient. It's going to take a little bit more force to it occur, for it to occur. So you know, a 300-pound football player is going to have to have more stress applied to that joint, obviously, than than I will. But nonetheless, yeah. if enough if enough force is is uh, created across that ligament, unfortunately, it's going to fail, and you're going to have a tear there. So, Grant, after you've healed, are you, would you be more susceptible for having that happen again? Um, the answer to that is it depends on if you do. I, I'll say the same thing I tell my patients: if you do the same <laughs> thing that led to that injury in the first place, <laughs> it's going to happen again. And no, it's not because it's not because you damaged it in the first place. It, it's kind of like if you fall out of a tree and break your arm, and your arm heals perfectly, and you fall out of a tree again and break your arm. Well, it's because you fell out of the tree. So essentially, if you if we if if it gets strong enough and you get back to that stable. Uh, joint and it isn't doesn't demonstrate laxity in the long run then you would pretty much have to do what you did originally to damage to to cause further trauma there it is fit after 40 with grant fedoric from uh, leading edge physiotherapy we were talking about uh, separated shoulders in the first half of the segment wanted to get into dislocated oh gosh i can't even say it without cringing dislocated shoulders and grant um i mean if anyone has has seen it or gone through it um it's just what that whole ball of your shoulder everything kind of pops right out and stays out yeah, that's a that would be a dislocation, a more severe one that somebody would sustain. And there's a few different things that I know you're going to go in that direction. How do we get these ones? And um, there's a th- these come about a little bit. It can come from a different area as well. So trauma is the most common one that people will see. Obviously, uh, you know, getting that arm way out in a position of outstretched is one of the most dangerous things. You'll see football players, they're about to throw the ball, their arm is in that position, and somebody obviously hits that arm while it's in that that motion of throwing. And anything that causes that ball and, and that socket to basically come apart is going to be a dislocation so these can be traumas like balls as well uh from sports it's often it's often getting that arm in an awkward position where it's outstretched that's the most common cause but you know there are people who just have instability around their shoulder and they're born with it believe it or not some people have what's called multi-directional instability in their shoulder uh it, it is somewhat genetic you can you know relate it to your mom or dad and 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 unfortunately those shoulders can actually um sublux and dislocate rather um easily you know even from doing something as simple as getting your arm in the position of throwing a ball and the shoulder can can basically dislocate on its own and once these these are injuries a little bit different than the separated shoulder because unfortunately when you have had one you have a higher likelihood of it occurring again and these are very important that they're managed properly 
So when that pulls out of the out of the shoulder, does it kind of it must just stretch and tear all the ligaments and the muscles uh, all that are around there as well? You think about you know the deltoid and you know the rear delt and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, unfortunately, a few things happen when it comes out um, when that occurs, and it depends on on the direction that it comes out the most. So it can most commonly it's going to come out anterior or inferiorly. That's the most common. But believe it or not, they can. In which means forward or downward, um, but they can go in other directions. When that dislocates, sometimes the amount of spasm around the shoulder that kicks in it to protect makes it very difficult to get that back into its position. So get that ball back into the socket. And unfortunately, some of those, those are ones that are managed, obviously, in emergency situation and uh-huh. in a hospital because they may have to put you under in order for those muscles to relax to actually reduce that joint. Mm. Um, There is a lot of damage that's done, and again, depending on the direction that it goes, that determines the ligaments that are damaged. Um, You have various ligaments around the shoulder. Your shoulder is very, very mobile, but unfortunately quite unstable. It has ligaments and muscle that basically are the main attachment to the body because the rest of the shoulder is only held together at one bony point. And so unfortunately, when it does occur, there's usually a lot of trauma to all those ligaments. All right, so what is the recovery for that like? What, what do you do at, at, at physio for, uh, to help that heal? Um, so healing, as, you all, as everybody should know, we, we don't make anything heal. Your body does it on its own. All we can do is create the best environment for it to heal optimally. And uh, I'll always refra- say, hey, your body is the magic. We, we just know how to point it in the right direction. <laughs> so ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, in this situation, it depends, believe it or not, on age. Now, nobody out there should be judging me. This isn't ageist. This is science. But unfortunately, the older we get, the more likely somebody is to develop a problem called adhesive capsulitis. And we've talked about it on your show before. But a frozen shoulder is something that can occur due to trauma to the shoulder. And so if you're over the age of, you know, 50, in that range, we're less likely to immobilize it for a long period of time. So it does need to be immobilized because we do want that scar tissue to form. We do want to create that healing environment. But unfortunately, if we leave it immobilized for too long, you might have another problem that's worse than the original one. And so younger people, I will use that term, younger people are more likely to be immobilized for a longer period of time, four to six weeks even. So sling and swath for a a good period of time, make sure that that's got a good opportunity for those ligaments to mend in an optimal position. As we get a little bit older, that's not the best situation. And so we're going to use some early mobilization under a very careful guidance because as I spoke earlier, these can very easily dislocate in that first six months after the injury. And so we want to be very, very careful. You want to make sure you're in the hands of an experienced uh, physiotherapist for the management of these. Absolutely. If you have a question for Grant, you can go to leadingedgephysio.com, click on the Ask the Physio link. A couple of questions coming in, and we're really running out of time, Grant, so I'm going to try to get to them fast. Um, Eleanor says, I think that this might be a shoulder issue, but my bicep has become detached from the top of my arm. The tear is visible on x-ray. Is there anything from a physio aspect to do for it? I've been getting cortisone in my arm and shoulder and waiting rather impatiently to get an appointment with a surgeon. She's been dealing with this since may any suggestions on that front yeah so in there's two if it's the biceps there's two tendons that attach the biceps 
And essentially, if it's causing her discomfort and pain, it's likely the one that's still attached and not the one that's not attached. When you've torn it and it's no longer there, there's very little for it to hurt. And so we want to manage what is still attached. And if she's getting cortisone to help manage the pain, then certainly there's likely something we can do to help reduce the inflammation and give her a better better uh, or a, a, a more optimal recovery. They're not necessarily going to, if it's a torn bicep, they're not necessarily going to repair it, though. Okay. And Steve says, uh, hey, Grant, my daughter has separated her shoulder twice, although I think he, he might mean sublux, but let's find out. My daughter has separated her shoulder twice. The first laying on the couch, she sneezed. The second holding a door open, same shoulder both times. What can she do to prevent this? Seems as though the small things are causing it to do this. Right. And so we, you're right. She's more likely that instability type of a situation where it's the actual shoulder, the socket, the ball and socket. That's more of the mm. glenohumeral joint, not a separated shoulder. So it sounds like exactly what I was describing. When they're young and it's that easy for it to occur, it's probably due to an instability around the shoulder. There is a lot we can do. We can train her to get better control of her shoulder blade and better what we call proprioception or neuromuscular control which can alleviate some of that uh, those issues that she's having and it's really important that that occur especially if she's younger so in a nutshell physio could help for that all right yeah. grant fedoric leading edge physiotherapy again the website leadingedgephysio.com there is a ask the physio button on there grant always great to talk with you our time we run out of it every every month um, when we're back in studio we might have to look at uh, extending it a bit longer oh you know next time we'll just talk about the same thing again and get it going but i mean in, <laughs> interesting pe interesting people interesting conversation the time goes by so fast absolutely thanks for this grant always great to talk with you okay Jalen.